Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for listening or watching our program here today at WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. in Chicago, a very frigid Chicago. It's 13 degrees, according to my car <clears throat> thermometer. Um, we're going to switch gears here a little bit and talk uh, about a, it was an op-ed, I guess, that uh, was in the Chicago Tribune a couple weeks ago. Um, with us we have, I hope we have, Mary Bauer. Mary, are you with us? Maybe not. Yes, I, I am. still hear music. Um, I Good can hear morning. you. That's the main thing. Are you singing this nice music? Are you playing this in the background for us? <laughs> uh, Mary, could you, you can hear me okay, right? Maybe not. <laughs> yes, I can hear you. All right, there we go. I think I can hear you now. I'll probably see you here in a second. But anyway, a little bit. Maybe everything's frozen here this morning. Mary, thanks for taking some time to join us this morning. Um, so uh, there was an, uh, I guess it's an op-ed, you'd call it, uh, in the Tribune a couple weeks ago. And it was interesting. It was written by, there you are, uh, some professors at Notre Dame. I think it was like a global affairs professor or something like that. It wasn't in the traditional program you would think of. I, I guess I was struck by, and I'll ask you about the the contents of it and the response, but I thought when I read it, I thought, geez, um, okay, Dobbs has passed. Uh, clearly, the you know, the, the those advocating for abortion rights have had a, a lot of political wins lately. And the wind is clearly at their back. And, and I, when I read this, I just thought to myself, they're now taking this to the next level. Um, the next level is to basically repudiate just basic biological facts. I mean, I think we've always been in this wishy-washy territory here. Uh, you know, we advocate the baby and the woman, and they advocate for rights, and, and that's been going on for you. But I, I kind of th- thought this was taking it to the next level. They're, they're disputing basic scientific facts that we all know. Um, I, I think there was a sentence in there, something about you know debating that abortion even kills an unborn child. Uh, I think there was another statement. They, they don't clearly don't like the abortion pill. Uh, they think that's just like taking Tylenol. And I think their third thing is oh, tri- third trimester abortions. They really don't happen except for like these very very rare situations. Tell us about what you thought when you read that op-ed. Well, um, when I first read it. Um I wasn't sure which direction uh, <laughs> the authors were going since I saw that they were Notre Dame professors. Um, and so I was kind of uh, surprised as I read it, um, to be honest with you. Um, and I felt that as I read one paragraph after the next, after the next, it, it, their lies, that they're, they're claiming to have lies that women are being told, um, were all lies, um, and they outlined um, four or five um, items that they felt were uh, lies to women, when in fact there was so much um, wrong in their article, and uh, it was very upsetting to me because I feel like the public deserves to know what the truth really is, and they were whitewashing things in their article that were so serious that um, they were just spewing disinformation to um, the readers and for women. So you're a midwife, correct? So that's you're the you're with a, you're a midwife, and so you you know a lot about childbirth. So so tell us about some of the things that you thought were wrong on the article, um, and what you think should be put in and correct to correct the record. 
Um, well, their lie number two um, was that abortion kills babies. Yeah. Um, they're using the term babies uh, to make you think that it's a little one in your arms. Um, and they said during the first 10 weeks of pregnancy, there are no babies or fetuses. Um, uh, developmentally, we know scientifically a human being starts at the moment of fertilization of a sperm and an egg. It has its own separate DNA at that point in time, uh, distinguishable from the mother. Uh, within days, it develops a beating heart. Um, but the parts to make that heart were all there at the moment of conception. Um, a blastocyst is a developmental stage shortly after fertilization that lasts for five days. Then it becomes an embryo, uh, another term, a developmental term. No different than um, a fetus versus uh, a baby versus a toddler versus an adult versus an mm -hmm. aging adult. These are all stages of human development. Um, I felt that they were lying to women, you know, when they say there's no baby. I mean, you know, I've been a midwife for a long My patients will say, I'm having a baby. You know, yeah. they're not like I'm having a blastocyst yeah. um, right. or something else. You know, I mean, right. when someone finds themselves pregnant, even women who don't want children or don't want the pregnancy will say, I'm having a baby, right. but I don't want it. Right, right. Yeah. What do you think motivated them to write this? I, I, I was like I said, my supposition is that they're just trying to take this to the next level by now just denying basic facts. I, I, you think I'm right or you think there's something more to this or I, I just don't know what spurred this type of uh, I, I mean, mis, they're misstatements. They're just not true. Uh, a lot of these things they say are just in, inaccurate. Well, I think um, women who want to keep abortion legal yeah. um, have an agenda, and they will pull out all stops, uh, and uh, including not telling the truth to people to keep this legal. I think that often um, some of their agenda is tied to uh, women's rights uh, yeah. over their own body um, versus realizing that we're dealing with two people here yep. um, and they're forgetting that that piece they're not giving humanity status to that unborn baby um, well, you know the other thing that struck me about this is about the the third trimester abortions um, when we were debating the uh, so-called reproductive health care act back was that 2019 or whatever it was? I remember having a long, protracted, numerous conversations with one of the state senators about that, and he was just an absolute denial that third trimester abortions existed. And you know, and I remember relying on some of the some of your colleagues that help write this letter and and sending him, you know, scientifically based stories, journal articles, and respected medical journals talking about mm -hmm. third trimester. They do exist. But it just seems like there's, it, 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 it was, I mean, eventually what happened, honestly, is we just had to agree to disagree and, and walk away and say, okay, you know, for the sake of this relationship, this is just not going to, I'm not going to persuade you and you're not going to persuade me. But I was astounded by 
how there was that much denial into what uh, a third trimester abortion. And where do you think that comes from? Because it's in this article too. They they they, they say something very similar. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it, it can be, it's so unpalatable, as you can only imagine, to even think about it, um, that they are denying that it exists. I will say, as a licensed healthcare provider, um, I uh, have not seen any third trimester abortions in my own practice or in places that I have worked. Um, they are more rare. Um but the scary thing is, is that they can be, they're legal in Illinois, you know? So if somebody was willing to do it, and there are very, very few obstetricians that would probably even be willing to do it, but they do do them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes there are um, medical circumstances with the fetus that sure. um, may be incompatible with life. And so the parents are counseled to terminate it rather than... Um, uh, let it allow it to go to its natural death. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really hard on women, but we don't see too many of them, fortunately. Right. But it is legal in yeah. Illinois. It is legal to be able to do that. If you could find a provider, you can have it yep. done. Yep. Yep. Um, it seems too that the other thing in the story is there's a there's a lot of abortions now with the with uh, the abortion pill. Uh, I, I I hear different numbers all the time, and it seems like this is. Are we embarking in a whole new era of abortion as it relates to the because of the pill? Are those harder to track those numbers if somebody because if there's a procedure, I would think that gets tracked more so than if there's just a request for um, I forgot the name of the the drug, but but the abortion pill. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think uh, the big danger with the abortion pills is that um, they're now being able to be prescribed on the internet uh, without an actual face-to-face examination by a physician. Uh, And um, I think that, you know, if if women are getting these things on the internet, not even going to an abortion clinic, there, there will be tragedies that happen at home that nobody is even aware of, or even know that they're taking them. Um, in that article uh, from um, December 5th, Chicago Tribune, they said, you know, they're, they're, they outlined their lie number three was that abortion was dangerous and that they likened the abortion pills uh, to the safety of taking uh, Tylenol. Um, Tylenol doesn't require the provider to outline all the risks to the patient prior to taking the pills. There are requirements by the FDA for providers to share information on the risk of uh, the mifepristone prior to prescribing it. Um, and there are times when mifepristone is 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 the first of, of the two types of abortion pills um, that there are certain times when you should never be giving mm-hmm. this particular medication to a woman. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, somebody who is on corticosteroids or somebody who's got a bleeding disorder. Um, those are a couple of the big ones. Um, and you want to make sure that they don't have an ectopic pregnancy, a tubal pregnancy where they're, they're pregnant, it's in the tube. Um, taking those drugs could cause 
uh, serious rupture and of the uh, of the tube in the ovary um, and massive hemorrhage. So that's a big risk. Yeah, it's interesting. We don't, and I would think that also, um, if you're taking uh, a pill that you uh, procured over the internet in the privacy of your own home, and it goes through with the procedure, you know, it's not like. It, if you go to a clinic, you're going to something and leaving it, and whatever happened there, you're physically removed from that if you go to an abortion facility. But if you happen in your own home, I, I, I have to think that for some people, that's got to be a hard thing to sort of deal with, maybe emotionally and constant reminders of it, uh, being that it's in your own home or wherever it happens. So, uh, yeah, I, I got it. my point is that I think there's some things we're overlooking here, the the psychological trauma of, of this being happening in the privacy of your own home as opposed to, you know, having a, that in the clinic. Um, I, I just can't think that's good for women overall. I guess I hadn't uh, thought about the, um, the aspect of, you know, uh, being alone in your own home. Um, it doesn't just happen with the Internet pills. It happens truly with, even if you go to an abortion clinic, they have you take the first pill at home at the office yeah. under their supervision because they have to, um, or had had to, I should say. Now you don't have to because of the laws have changed. Um, but the actual abortion itself doesn't happen for a day or two until you take the second pill, which is the um, mesoprostol, which causes the uh, uterus to expel the contents of mm -hmm. itself. So it does happen. Um, it is. It Pardon me? It, so that does happen at home. Yeah, the second pill. It all, always, mm. yes. The medication abortions Good point. always end up at home or someplace other than a clinic site. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And um, it's unsupervised and very, you know, you can expect a ton of bleeding with an abortion. And how much is too much? Women don't always know. And when it seems like it's too much, they end up in the emergency yeah, room right. for sure. help. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as a midwife, then, um, you're primarily delivering babies. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard, but there's also uh, a lot of talk in Illinois about allowing midwives to, to perform abortions as well at some mid level. Um, have you heard that in your circles at all? Because there's a piece of legislation that's kind of floating out there. It hasn't really been talked about much, but it's out there. Yes, um, I'm very aware of it. Okay. Um, yeah, the American College of Nurse Midwives is, I would categorize them as very far liberal left, um, very pro-abortion. Uh, mm -hmm. um, at their meetings, uh, they are having coursework on how to do vacuum extraction abortions so that you could be clinically trained to do the quote-unquote surgical abortions uh in the well i i guess you know doing a vacuum assisted isn't mm -hmm. a surgical abortion mm -hmm. let me clarify that that's more like a dilation and evacuation but um we they're offering training to do that and because i am a pro-life catholic i have uh stopped my membership in the American College of Nurse Midwives, because it it, it is so beyond um, 
my beliefs, I, I can no longer participate. But it, it, but I will tell you, my colleagues are radically pro-choice, radically uh, supporting uh, women, you know, women having abortions, and they're all learning. The younger midwives are all learning how to do this. That's sad to hear. It's that very and sad. Yeah, that 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 makes me con- more concerned because, uh, I, yeah, I. I'm not surprised, though. I'm not surprised. Mary, we have to jump. Um, thank you for taking some time here this morning to talk about this. And thank you for your response uh, to the Tribune uh, op-ed. And we hope to, uh, hope get, it gets in there at some point. Uh, don't know if and or when, but we keep trying. Mary, thanks so much, and have a great Christmas. Right. I doubt it, but Mary, we'll see. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference. Don't mm-hmm. go away. We're okay. right back. We're going to be talking to Amy Palumbo with Catholic Charities out in Joliet.